So yeah, a lot of like really random funny stuff has gone viral. Billie Jean has been my most viral, throwing food, uh, cheese on the floor for her <laughs> and her eating it. <laughs> so funny. Like what? And that too, like that was something that I was literally like running out the door and I like was throwing food on or cheese on the floor for her. And I was like, that would be a funny TikTok. I was like, I'm just gonna do it. And so I like quickly did it and I ran out the door, put my phone in my pocket. And actually after a couple seconds, a couple minutes, I was like, oh, I should probably take that down. I was like, that was kind of stupid. And then I was like, ah, whatever, who cares? I'll leave it on there. Cause I just kind of figured that I'd get people, which I did, which I don't really care. I think it's funny when people like say mean rude stuff on there. I actually find it quite hilarious. I, I never, that never bothers me. But when they're like talking about how my, how it's bad for your dog, like I was just like, oh, I'll probably get that and stuff. I was like, oh, whatever. I don't even care. And so I left it up and then I looked like an hour later and it had over a hundred thousand and then it just kind of kept rising. I was like, oh, Billy Jean, you're famous. <laughs> I was like, I am, I'm cloud chasing you to the end, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is Logan and Jenna, and we're here on the porch today with uh, an episode of our podcast where we tried some disgusting food combinations with country artist Tegan Gase. One of them turned out to be okay. Yeah, it was actually kind of surprising. And one of them did not. Also surprising. I th- the one that I thought was going to be gross was delicious. She liked it either. She liked it. Yeah. And the one that I thought was going to be good was gross. Tegan's new single, If You Show Me Yours, is out now. She's also participating in SiriusXM's Top of the Country this year. So here's a conversation with Tegan. Well, good morning, Tegan. It's really early where you're coming to us from, which I didn't think about until like 10 minutes before. Um, for us. <laughs> well, it's uh, you guys are worth waking up for. Aww. You know, and you, you put are. so much effort. You in, like you look beautiful, and it's thank you. It's like almost noon for us, and we look like trash. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys look hot. Don't worry. <laughs> Literally, I'm dying of heat. <laughs> Oh, you guys look good. But thanks. I'm glad you noticed. I like got halfway through and then I was like, I'm putting it up in the clip. <laughs> I'm putting it up. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. I used to do that all the time when I in school, when I was in university, I'd be getting ready and I'd just be like, it's taking too long. And the rest of it would just be like right here and like try to make do. Yeah, I'm bald. I do not relate. <laughs> <laughs> takes me no time to do my hair. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's a blessing because it's uh it does take it does you know tack on some time to your day so no kidding i, I, I don't know. even have to look in a mirror in the morning <laughs> i mean i do I just <laughs> naturally beautiful you're lucky <laughs> guys are lucky they just wake up and they just they don't have to do anything they just look well good some guys it. should do some things but you know <laughs> true <laughs> true <laughs> wake up savage <laughs> yeah i'm here to be mean today <laughs> You love that. Well, Tegan, we've had the pleasure of getting to know you a bit over the last little bit. Um, and it's been wonderful getting to know you. But why don't you tell all of our listeners who's listening a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from, how you got started. Yeah, yeah so I grew up in a small town called uh, Chetwin. It's up north. And uh, growing up, I was a competitive figure skater. So I was very driven, had a very young age. It was my whole life. 
from morning skate to noon skate to after skate to off ice the summer school it was very it was very excessive um and i did that up until i was 14 and i sang a little bit like throughout my, like when i was in figure skating but just for fun like i would do talent shows um i would kind of I, I i was in a little folk folk band at one point and so I was kind of in and out with music but I never really took it like seriously but I, I enjoyed it and I liked it I knew I could sing and and, and stuff but it wasn't until I, qu I quit figure skating and, and when I quit I was like I quit cold turkey hmm. I was like when I was done I was done um, how old did you, but of course how old would you be 14. 14 I think I was 14 it was grade grade 10 I quit like I kind of did it a little bit that year and then I was like I just I'm I'm done hmm. and I hung up my skates for good and um like looking back there's been times where I'm like I'm really sad that I did it that way that I just kind of like I I, I quit and I you know just really quit but I turned to music after that so after I hung up my skates I was like what do I do? Like I was, I had this passion and I did it like 24 seven. And then I was like, I, I don't know what to do anymore. I was like, so I turned to music. And so it, it went looking back, like it, it worked out for, for the best because I ended up, you know, putting everything um, into music. So I started, I got my first, uh, my first guitar. My uncle um, was very passionate um, about guitars and he would fix up broken guitars and he would give them to me. So he was always like letting me test out his guitars Aww. and, he taught, it was, I know it's so special. So like my baby that I have now is, um, he gave it to me and it's just the most beautiful guitar. Her name is Donna. I named her the summer, Donna. like Donna off of suits. Yeah. I was just like, she's a Donna. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I started writing music. I learned my first three chords and the rest was history. And, um, from there, I went to audio school when I graduated high school, I took a year off. I worked and then I went, uh, went to Cologne. I took audio. Why I took audio, I have no idea because I didn't even know what I was getting myself <laughs> into. Like my mom came, she's like, what do you want to do? I was like, well, something, something musical. And um, when we were searching around, I wanted to, I wanted to be close-ish to home. And I wanted to have like the, like the small town vibe because that's what I was kind of used to. I wasn't quite ready for like the big, big city. And Kelowna, they had the audio program and talking about how, you can you know record your own music and create create your own music i was like you know what that sounds pretty cool i'm gonna give it a shot mm. i'm gonna see see how i like it and i was the only girl in my program 18 months it was just me and a bunch of dudes which was awesome they were so fun and they were so cool and um it was a a, a great experience and i and i loved it i'm so glad i took the program uh I do, I did realize that I like being on the other side of the board. Like I love entertaining. It's my favorite thing. Um, and so very cool, like loved it. But, um, and I feel like, I feel like I have, you know, somewhat of knowledge when I'm in the studio and I'm working with the producer. So it all worked out for, mm. you know, God works in mysterious ways. Why, I, why I do the things that I do, but, um, it was really cool. And then started releasing music. Um, didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't really have like anyone to follow or like anything. I didn't even go to my first CCMAs up until like two years ago. So I just kind of like started releasing music, but what was kind of dabbling, I wasn't really sure what was going on. Mm. And then in 2020, I released an album that I recorded in Texas. And from there, I was like, I am just going to 
put everything into this. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not getting any younger. So I'm just going to give it my all treat this like, like a job and like, you know, like it's my, my own company and everything. And once I started doing that, I started, you know, getting some success and started, I just got obsessed with it. And then I went to my first CCMAs and I just met everybody. And now I'm just like in and I'm in deep and I love it. And I am just so grateful and happy. And I've surrounded myself with so many wonderful people. And, and that's my life in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> a lot that, that, that you went through there. And it, it's like, it all kind of seems to like lead in, like one thing led into the next, which led into the next, like, cause like figure skating is still pretty creative and pretty, I mean, it's very physical, but also like creative. And then that kind of led into the music side of things, which, and then into the audio side, which when you say you took an audio program, is that like audio engineering, yeah. like to like sit behind a board and, and do the thing or like, I don't know what else it would be. So yeah. Yeah. That, producing but. like, and actually funny enough, my, like my favorite thing with the whole program was like, like sound effects for movies. That to me, I was like, I can totally do this as a job. I was, I thought it was so much fun. I love like, I love those, like those, like those, um, start like things on TikTok or whatever of like watching people do the sound effects. Like, like the, I think it's called folly, yeah, folly or whatever. Or something, like, yeah. Folly, yeah, whatever. You're like, ma- like making things sound like different things. It's so it cool. It was so cool. Like, I remember our first, um, one of our first projects uh, we had to redo the audio for Zombieland. And cool. so it was just so much fun. I was like, to think that this could be, like, that this is someone's job, that they're just in a studio that- breaking shit and making weird, like, sounds. Because we we were smashing watermelons. We were smashing glass. We were doing funny voices. I was It was the best time. And I was just like, that sounds like it was Oh, time. It was so much fun. So I was like, that was something that I I was like, if I did take anything from this, because I do love being on, like, like I said, like, I like being the the singer, the musician, I like being on that side of the board when it comes to music. But I'm like, for movies, I love movies. I'm very passionate about the movies as well. And I'm like, I would love to do that. So who knows, maybe in the future down the road. Yeah, you never know. Maybe I'll just see what that's like. (laughs) I don't know. So you kind of like like mentioned it, but having that knowledge of, of audio production must be super helpful when you're in a studio with someone because I I feel like with a lot of artists they don't know very much about it and it's hard to articulate what they want or what they want things to sound mm-hmm. like or um, like ha- has that really understanding really helped you kind of solidify your sound and like what the studio experience is? Absolutely, I actually have a funny story. When I was in Texas, I was um, I was in the studio and. I, we were doing like vocals and I felt like, like my lows were like, I felt like my lows were cut and we couldn't figure out what was going on. And I was talking to the guys. I was like, you guys, I was like, I think that there's a gate on my track. I was like, can you check to see if there's a gate on my track? And they're like, there's no gate. They're like, it's like, you know, and they were just kind of like brushing me off a little bit and they're trying to figure out what it was. Like they ended up having to like call the guy who owned the studio to come in and I was like you guys I was like I think it's a gate I just feel like my lows are cut I was like go check go check just go check and by the time the 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 guy who owned the studio had to come in from he was doing some family family thing like he was busy he came in sure enough there was a gate on my track or on my track and I was like yes I'm the smartest person alive (laughs) I was just like I still like will message them like once in a while and I'll just like literally just be like gate just to like (laughs) 
<laughs> Just, that's funny. So like moments like that are you cool. You should have where I'm like, hey, hey. No <laughs> yeah. Does it also help you when you are like getting introduced to a new producer? Because you get used to somebody and you know each other and it's easy, but knowing you have that background, is it helpful when you're meeting somebody new that you're just starting to work with? Because you can like, you can articulate exactly what you want and how like you can show like, hey, I know what you're doing mm-hmm. too. Absolutely. I, I think um, it's definitely helped me. I, I don't know. It's hard to explain because the reason, the reason I didn't really like want to be a producer like after school where I still wanted to be an artist is because I felt like I still like I wasn't the like the best at it I was like I if I'm gonna you know do something and I'm gonna do it right like I I want I want the best and I'm not that and I'm like I'm way better on the other side but yeah like it's just it's it's still easy for me to ish anyways easy ish more easy just because I guess I kind of get like the lingo or I know how to explain things right Mm. I do understand it it's just to apply it as a whole nother story, but to be able to talk with somebody about it is is uh, is easy or for me. Well, it's probably harder for them to bullshit you too. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I've. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, we've. I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, but. You have a pretty big family. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's in music. What would you like? Who? Which sibling of yours do you think would probably like? Would you do it if you had to duet with one of your siblings? Who would you trust to do it? Duet with one of my siblings? <laughs> oh my gosh! Probably my older brother Cody. Um, and if I did duet with him, we would probably do like an EDM song because he's uh, he's a DJ. Oh. I know he's a DJ. And uh, it, when I was in college, I actually like, because no one in college, I came into college wanting to be a country singer. No one liked country music. So for 18 months, I was in a group of guys that like, you know, heavy rock, uh, me- like Metallica, um they liked what else did they like edm music and so like i ended up starting to like like cruella was like a big influence and lights and like all those like all those artists that i was like okay i was like maybe maybe i'll just you know not do country and give this a shot and and um as soon as i quit school i was like okay i'm back i'm back to country (laughs) but my brother um he is a dj and he likes to kind of make you know make beats and stuff so i would probably do something with him and it's still actually um i want i do want to that is like a a goal of mine and something that i want to do is i would like to i would like to do a song like that i've always have wanted to do um like an edm song with somebody so like that would be really cool or like like a remix of one of your songs yeah yeah definitely (laughs) that'd be really cool there's like a few artists who i've talked to recently that have said like their producers also country artists that their producers also produce EDM. Is there like, do you know of any crossover of like things that sounds that would, why that would be? Because I find that very random. It is random, (laughs) but like so many people like Maren Morris is doing it. She's done it like Kelsey Ballerini and every time they do it, it's so sick. Like there's so many artists that are doing it. And I'm like, man, I was like, I want to do that. As for like producers that I know of, I don't, I personally don't know any, I don't think, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I do know a lot of producers that are strictly EDM that I would probably just go to, um, in Kelowna, 
but as for like the country music scene i don't really know of anybody that does that but who knows i've never asked either <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a random question yeah. <laughs> what is the makeup of music that you grew up on i feel like our household was a little bit of everything my sister uh really loved country music my sister is like a an actual cowgirl um but we listen to everything i'd say like my mom kind of likes to listen to everything my dad likes classic rock so we listen to a lot of classic rock you know my mom loves pop but she'll uh, my sister's country so i feel like i was listening to a little bit of everything but mostly country that does yeah. make sense because you because you're in grew up in bc right yeah. Yeah. Northern BC, way, way up there, like by the North Pole. <laughs> North Pole. <laughs> That's funny. Santa's playing. Yeah. I know him personally. <laughs> Is your dad Santa? Yeah, actually, don't tell anybody, though. You have to edit this out. <laughs> okay, okay. We don't want to ruin the magic. No, you don't. <laughs> so, in the last couple of years, you've really started to enter people's radars across the country, not just in BC. What has the, like that experience been like in the last couple of years? Oh my gosh. Surreal. Um, uh, I still can't even believe it sometimes. Like I get so excited, even just like the people that have come in my path that are just wonderful people. Like I just feel like everyone that has come in my path in the last you know, two years have just all been like such good people. And I've always wanted to, like my dream from the get go when I started this was like, I just want to attract good, good people into my life, people that actually care about me, people that, um, you know, genuinely want to see me succeed and care about me. And I wanted to build a team of like, of that, that's what I wanted. And I feel like I, I feel like I've done that in this past year, which has been the most exciting for me. Um, but um, it's honestly just great to get to know everybody in this industry because I do feel like I came in a little bit later, even though I was re like releasing music, I wasn't, I didn't really know what to do or what I was doing. Uh, I, you know, to be honest, I did, I thought in order to go to the CCMAs or to go to those events that I needed to be like, you know, nominated or something. Like I remember telling my parents one year, like, oh, like, I really want to go to the CCMAs. And they're like, why? Like, are you nominated? And I'm like, no, should I not go? You know, like just things like that where you don't like they didn't know I didn't know I didn't have any like I didn't have anyone to to look up to or follow or anything. There wasn't there was no one really here. So it wasn't until um, I kind of, you know, started to meet people in the industry by going to these events. That's why they're so important, like networking and connections and all that stuff. Um, it wasn't until then that like things really started to like happen so um yeah for anyone out there who is listening to this like those events are so important for connecting and and networking so go 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 yeah yeah i mean even like for people listening like even for not just the musician side of things but like any part of the industry if you want to be part of it those are like the events that you have to go to like yeah. there, there's a lot of like like you don't have to go obviously but there's so many events and so many even just like walking around down the street you'll run into people who are you know trying to do or doing what you're trying to do so just go make connections and mm -hmm. and 
just be there. Well, and you meet like it's like now I feel like the, like all the, my friends in the music industry like we're one big family and it's exciting and you like work at it together and it's like it, it's fun. It makes it more fun. Before I just like when I didn't know anybody or I didn't know anything, it just like I didn't even know what I was doing or I didn't have any support or I just you know it was just like oh my god I'm so grateful now that where I'm at now because you get more obsessed with it too you just love it so much more when you have um like a, a like a great camaraderie within your industry so oh my and god that was such a big word I'm so proud of myself sorry <laughs> one moment, one moment. <laughs> you didn't even trip up on it you were like, it's like whoa <laughs> who is she <laughs> You've been cracking open books. Oh my god, I did buy a book yesterday. Okay, what'd you buy? Um, I the dictionary. forget what it's called already, but it's a book. Hoover. Have you heard? The, is it the last name Hoover? Colleen Hoover. Yeah. I went in there and I said, I want something with with. I said murder and sex. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what they gave me. There's a book that I read a couple years ago, and it was called Whispers by Lisa Jackson. And it was this crazy murder mystery. But within it, there was like this crazy like, like love triangle. And it was just so steamy. And so it was just this crazy book and nothing has been able to live up to it. And people always like tell me, they, oh, you should read this book and I'll read the back and it has nothing to do with like, like and no murders or any love triangle and i'm like nope so like I, I went in there and i just asked them i was like i want this and this is what they recommended so i'm super excited and the back looks good there's definitely some love triangle and there's definitely some um yes. murder mystery. someone's dying someone dying i'm not a psycho everyone out there i just <laughs> you know, uh, i don't know <laughs> what do we know about you sis <laughs> i promise i'm very normal <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i i have a reading challenge for the year i have tw i have 20 books i'm gonna read this year oh 20 i'm already at four. Yeah. four i don't think i've read 20 books in my life Ever. i told you remember i was telling you like meg was actually the one being like she reads a lot yeah she, she knows all the words because she reads we were talking about this yeah. Oh my gosh, remember you were doing the big words list and I pulled out my big words list from like five years ago and they weren't even yeah. big words. They were like normal words in a normal vocabulary that you should be using. And I was like, this is embarrassing. I'm going to put this away. You're like saying like, and like Jenna's like, oh yeah, I know that. I know this. that. And then like me and Megan, we were like, I don't know. Table. <laughs> no. <laughs> Never heard of it before. What's that? <laughs> That's funny. Oh my God. She's That's reading funny. a book. How did we get off track? What did you say? Camaraderie. A, a, a big word. Oh, I yeah. just thought of, um, was your first CCMAs in 2021? Yeah. It was when I, I remember seeing you guys in Media Row. I showed you, up there so uncomfortable yeah. and so awkward and I didn't know anybody. And I was like, hey, Tegan, I had to work myself up because I went to the CCMAs alone. Didn't have a team. Didn't have anybody. I didn't know anybody nobody so when i mean i showed up there and i felt like i was like like going to high school for the first time in a new town and i was just like I, like it was so scary but you know what i, remember, I met people so hmm? i remember i remember you emailing me asking for my phone number because you're gonna come to media row super late but you hoped we would stay anyways and i just remember that was so cute i can only imagine i just like remember like walking up and just like 
everyone had things to do there. Everyone was there actually for a reason. And I'm like, <laughs> like so embarrassing. But you know what? You got to put yourself. I told myself, you got to put yourself in uncomfortable situations because you're not going to grow. You're not going to do anything if you just don't go. So as hard as it yeah. was, I went and I'm so grateful that I did. So, you know. Well, good for you. Look at you now. I know. Seriously? Now you guys are my besties. Now you walk into media row like you. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go last year, but this year I'm going to make sure that I am freaking there and I have purpose, and it's going to be good. <laughs> I love that. Is that how you met your manager as well at, through the CCMAs, or had you met your manager through other connections? Other connections, yeah, yeah. So you, you you have like been working on your team and building your team. And so how did you decide like, it's time to get a manager. I trust this person. This is who I want to work with. Okay. So this is a cool story actually, because I manifested my manager into my life. Um, so I wanted a manager asking uh, Jim Cressman. I was like, how do I get a manager? Like, what's the first step? Like, you know, and he was like, you know what? When there's a time that you're, when you're ready, managers will come to you. And I was like, okay, that sucks, but okay. So I have to wait. So I'm like, <laughs> that sucks. That's so fine. I just kind of was like, okay, I guess I'll wait for that time. I'm sure it'll come. And I was very patient. And um, I knew of Tracy because Chris works with Tracy, Chris Buck. And uh, I was hanging out with Chris a lot. And I just, I just like would kind of see how he was with her and how she was with him. And I just thought like she was such a like she was so kind and so sweet and so hardworking. And I was like, man, I was like, I want somebody like that. And so I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything. And um, like when the time came, she ended up, you know, something, how, however it happened, someone told her about me and, and she kind of knew about me from Chris. And we just kind of chatted for a while and got to know each other. And it just, we just clicked. And like, I knew, like, I seriously manifested her. I wanted her so bad, but I didn't, I didn't message her. I didn't say anything to her. I didn't do anything. I just kind of like waited. And then she ended up calling me and I was like, it was really cool how it happened. And it's been so wonderful so far. She is just, she's works her ass off for me. And she is just a nice, kind person. And, and I love her. And as you know, I'm working with, uh, with Ron's team at Steer and them too. Like, I just, I, I feel like I've, I feel like I've manifested so many wonderful people in my life and I'm just so grateful. Their team is awesome. I like, I just feel like we're one big happy family and I truly do feel like, you know, they believe in me and they want the best for me. And it's just, it's, we work together in such like, like, like close quarters, I guess. Like, I feel like it comes from the heart always. And it just, it's what I've always wanted. So it makes me really happy. Okay. Let's have a little like lesson with Teagues then on like, like what's your advice to other artists other than that great advice from Jim Cressman? Cause I've heard that a thousand times mm -hmm. too, is like yeah. when it's time managers will actually find you. But um, what's your advice for like, Let's call it sussing out your manager. Like I was going to ask the same five question. Five people could come to you at once and you're like, oh shit, like what, who are these people? So what's your advice for like, what do you prioritize? What, mm. what should others be looking for? Like That's a hard one because like when I, I kind of wanted somebody that, that like worked around the clock. You know what I mean? Like, like I just kind of saw like 
like, cause I'm me, like my brain is moving like 20, 24 seven. And I feel like I never stop. And I wanted, kind of wanted somebody like that. And I kind of saw that with her. Um, and she's just like, was such a go-getter. Like I could just, you can just tell it's hard. It's hard to explain. Cause it's not like I had a bunch of managers running to me at, like once, but like, I think what you want and what I was looking for is somebody, somebody that, you know, truly believes in you and they don't see you as just, you know, a paycheck. They actually like, they actually care about you and they actually love you and they believe in you. It's like selling, like you can't sell something you don't believe in. You can't sell something you don't love. And, and it's got to be the same thing. And there's just, there's, it's got to be somebody like, you're going to be married to this person. So can you get along with this person? Can you tell this person everything? Mm. Um, and I'd say those are like my, you know, a few things that you want to look for in a manager. Do they believe in you? Do they actually like care about you? Do they love you? Um, you're going to be married to this person. So can you work with this person around the clock 24 seven? Um, uh, yeah, because it is like a marriage. You're, I talk to my manager a million times a day, and and um, and so it's got to be someone that you can actually, you know, stand to be around. So those are my uh, <laughs> those are my, I guess, it, it, advice for a manager. Yeah, love it. Fair. <laughs> Stop playing footsies with me. Sorry, I just because <laughs> you're <Yeah>. cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine aren't. Get out of here. Boy, <laughs> Jenna. I'll warm up your feet, honey. If I was there, I would. It's actually <laughs> so warm in here. Yeah, it is. So I live on the sixth floor, but it's either like hot or cold because uh -huh. we have a whole wall of windows. So, like, there's no temperature regulation. Would you rather be it's hot just, or cold? You're either hot or cold, and that's it. Same. Cold. Hot. I'd actually be rather be warm because I can like my I can regulate what? my temperature nope. so much better in the heat. No, nope. when I'm hot, I'm cranky, I'm sweaty. I just Same. Wanna, I, I'm, I'm angry. At least if you're, I was, I, you at can least if you're cold, you can warm yourself up. And when and if yeah, you're hot, even if you're naked, you're still hot. Not much you can do. <laughs> and you can't walk outside. <laughs> well, you can, but are you good? Well, yeah. <laughs> I was born on the hottest day in the summer, so like. My mom always tells me she's like you always wanted the heat when it's like dreadfully hot out i can like get a, i can get by with not like sweating on my like you know how it's like 40 degrees and it's just like so stale i can like feel a breeze and wow. i can just like yeah same i'm like i want to die i hate it <laughs> yeah take me to, yeah take me, take we'll me to the north, north pole we'll go to take challenge me to family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like okay we haven't even um, talked about your music at all yet yeah, was, <laughs> let's do that i was gonna say like so the first real song where you at least entered our radar and you know the one that kind of got you some more national attention was blame the wine um it it hit the, the it hit the charts um was that kind of just like a i mean obviously there was a lot of work behind the mm -hmm. scenes to like getting to that point but when you finally hit that point into the charts what was that um, like cool crazy i didn't even know like i literally had no idea i remember being on the phone with my producer at the time and he's like this is huge and because i was so like i didn't know i was like really like i was just like i had no idea like so green um and i, I mean after that you just kind of like i don't even know sit like kind of think like wow like i made it mom you know like i'm there <laughs> like it was just it was really cool and 
obviously emotional just to think that, you know, people are supporting you. Like I radio changed my life and, um, and it started with winning trending track with Stingray. And that's what chart like got me charted the first time with, I don't want to fall in love anymore. And I just like, can't get over to think like if that never did happen and I never did get on the radar, like where I would be. And I'm like, radio, just like radio is what changed my life and my career for me. And I'm so grateful. And, um, yeah, I just, I love, uh, I love everyone at radio too. They're such fun people. And I, uh, yeah, it was just a very surreal, cool experience. And it, it, it does, it was like the first recognition I kind of got like that first thing that kind of made me think like, okay, like, maybe I can do this. Maybe I do have a shot. Cause before I was just kind of like, you know, like, not sure. And then when that happened, I was like, Oh, my God, I was like, Okay, I can do this. And so like, I'm so grateful that mm. that they believed in me. And I'll, I'll never forget, like, um, sending shy. I, I was watching again, the Jim, the Jim Crespin podcast, learned so much from that freaking guy. Um, I was watching his podcast and Shiloh Bellis was on it. And I didn't really know who Shiloh was at the time. I didn't really know anything again. Like I was so green and just didn't, didn't know anything. And, um, he was talking about how he wanted, how he wished artists would send, um, him their songs more often. And I was like, huh, interesting. So I looked him up and I sent him my song at the time before it was out. I don't want to fall in love anymore. And I was expecting like harsh criticism. Like I love a good harsh criticism. Like I can take it, like tell, tell me what I need to be better at. Tell me what I could do better. So I was expecting that. And he sent me the most loveliest email about how he just, how the song like stopped him in his tracks. And, and um, I was just like, I was, happy dancing around my house I was like oh my god I was like that just meant so much to me and I couldn't believe it and and then and Shiloh is with Stingray trending track and so that song ended up winning trending track that year and that kind of honestly was like the starting I felt like that was like that's where it started for me that's where I was like oh my god like that hope Mm. that little glimpse of hope that he gave me um just it started something like a fire within me that was like okay i actually can do this and i'm gonna do this and um the rest is kind of like history and then radio has just been so so kind to me and throughout like the last few years and i'm just really grateful i love that um i didn't realize that i don't want to fall in love anymore yeah back back in 2021 i think i released it yeah so Mm -hmm. oh Okay, so then you have trending track, you hit top, top 40. It was top 50. Top I think I, it top peaked 40? at 43. Top yeah. 50? yeah. Nice. Okay. And then yeah. it's like on to the next song, right? So like, what were you, you're like, I want to yeah. enjoy this, but I got to move on to the next song. So how do you, you're like, man, I don't want to. It's hard because you like, I, I would like to like, you know, yeah. like, drag it out a little bit more. Um, but I guess you kind of just got to keep putting out music for people. Um, so I try and release a song at least every like five months just to give someone something new and, and, and on to the next, I, I feel like I have so many amazing songs that I just, I want to show people that I'm, I get excited and I'm happy to like move on to the next, but it, it was hard at first thinking like, how do I leave this baby behind? Because like, once it, once you leave it, you're on to the next and you're, all you can think about is, is that next song. Mm-hmm. So 
I guess you just kind of do it. But um, it was kind of like weird and hard at first. But now I feel like I'm kind of used to it. Like, okay, on to the next. Gotta show, gotta show people what else I got in my back pocket. <laughs> should we talk about the current then? We should. Okay, so you co-wrote a track with Simon Clo, aka Kadoo, and Mike yeah. Kroger. So, yeah. how did you get connected with them? Is it the BC community kind of thing that how how you got connected? Well, how that happened was I am actually doing um, a song with Kadoo. Mm-hmm. I am, um, we have a duet together. So I was uh, in the studio at Chad's place um, recording vocals for Kadoo's song. And then Chad was there and we just ended up writing a song. Cool. And I kind of knew it was a possibility before I went there. Kadoo was like, ah, Chad's going to be there. Like maybe we could write a song. And um, it was funny because we were supposed to be like doing like Kadoo's song and we ended up just like not really doing Kadoo's song. Like we did like a little bit of it and every time we start writing the song and like every like I swear every 20 minutes Simon's like, so are we going to like go back to my song or like, you know what I mean? Poor <laughs> like, Kadoo. <laughs> So funny. Chad would just like ignore him. He's just like, okay, and we just keep going. So it's so funny. Kadoo's just like pouting in the corner. <laughs> That's funny. It was funny. It was awesome. But so the big song, the song that we're talking about for everyone listening is "If You Show Me Yours." Oh yeah, I didn't really say that. <laughs> Let's yeah. get that out there. Um, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's a really great song. So so like you obviously wrote that with some pretty heavy hitters. And then did you also? This feels like a wild question. Did you also record it? Like, when did you end up recording that? So we recorded most of the vocals that day that I was there. Oh, um, not a one. I know, which was, I know. And Chris just, and so Chris Baseford was there. He was the the one running the board and, and everything. And he, his, like, whatever he did to my voice, like, I don't know if it was just magic in the air that day, but like, I just, it was we just ended up using the vocals from that day because they were just so solid hmm. when from when we wrote it yeah it was really? crazy like i had to come back in and like you know redo a couple things and but like we ended up using the vocals from from that day and i think i came back because we wrote yeah part of it and then i had to come back and we had to like we had to i had to come back later and do the bridge so like i was in there i think like three times three or four times but um yeah, we kind of there never was just like a demo take and then a and then you know an actual like real like take. So um, that was kind of that's kind of interesting and cool because usually it's you do the demo and then you go back in and you do you do the vocals again. So it's kind of cool. How did you come on to the story with this song? Because it's like a little bit. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um... Dirty sounding. <laughs> 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 it's a little bit like yeah i don't know there's a better way to put that <laughs> i know there is i wish i knew you would know because you read more <laughs> <laughs> like i'm sitting here like what's the word whatever kind of the reader <laughs> yeah where it's like i i do know what you mean um but like, and yeah dancing around it a little bit and like where did yeah. where did all this come from so i don't know where i was but we were we we knew we were gonna write and um we were kind of thinking of ideas and i i would probably went to the washroom or i went somewhere and it came back in the room and and chad was like what do you think about if you show me yours i'll show you mine and i was like huh i was like what do you mean and i just started laughing i was like i don't even like okay i was like he's like like your heart tegan your heart come on i was like oh <laughs> So that's how 
how it started. And I was like, that's actually really clever and really cool. And, um, and we, yeah, we obviously we, we laughed about it. Cause like Simon and, and Chad, they're like two big kids. Like they are so funny and they just play off of each other. Half of the time, I don't even know what they're talking about. I finally told, told Simon that like the other day when we were uh, talking, I was like, sometimes I literally just laugh at you guys and pretend like I know what you're talking <laughs> about. And really I have no idea. Um, because they just have like their own little thing. But um, so I'm not sure exactly how they got onto that title before I came into the room. But um, that's like when I came into the room, that's kind of what happened. And uh, from there, we started writing like at the beginning of the song. We kind of just started talking about all the places that, you know, you, you it, that are hard to find love. And uh, that's how that kind of started. And then, um, I mean, the, the, uh, the best like uh, lyric for me and Chad came up with this one. Um, I don't want to live in an emotional prison Please. where hope is a capital crime. I'm like, and I just remember there's Chris, there's Chris up at the board, Kadu right beside me and Chad's over there just like kind of stewing ideas. And we all, as soon as he said that, we all just looked at each other and we're like, <laughs> money. <laughs> like it was really cool. <laughs> and like it was hard obviously to write that day with him because it was like my first time meeting him and trying not to like be weird or be like a fangirl and just like sit there and be like I'm not sitting with this person that's a nickelback I just this is just a human like I had to try and set it aside it was hard to even try and write and like say ideas because I'm like I don't want him to think I'm stupid and I'm like that would be really hard it was, but he's so comfortable and he's so kind and he's so easy to be around. Like after the first little bit, you just kind of like, like he really is just a real person, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Celebrities, they're just like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was, uh, it was just an incredible experience, and 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 working like because Chris and uh, uh, Chad also produced the song as well, and working with them was a dream so easy they're just so they're just so freaking nice mm. and so talented it's just it's it, it's a whole nother thing to work with like nice talented people that uh, just are so kind-hearted and, and easy to work with it was just it was awesome does this feel like maybe this is how it's meant to be though it's meant to be something that comes easy and everybody like it just feels like a good like the people in the room are like meant to write something good it all comes yeah. so well. Like you wrote, you sang a vocal, and that ended up being what you put on the song. Like that's not like that's not, doesn't you? That's not normal, right? You. I know. So like, I feel like this is all just like this really cool experience for you, being like, this is what it's supposed to feel like, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, I really do believe in like God works in mysterious ways, and and even when something good doesn't happen, like something crappy happens, um, I'm like, there's a reason for this. Like, I don't know, I don't know what you're doing up there, but I'm, I know that there's a reason for why this is happening. And, um, yeah, that's just something I like to take into consideration too, in this industry, if, if, you know, things don't go my way or things don't happen and I'm really sad or like something, ha you know, cause it is a very like emotional roller coaster in this industry. Like I could be so happy one minute and then the next I could be crying and it's just like, like you just never know what you're going to get. Um, but I truly believe that there's always a reason, you know, there's something better is going to come along or like, you know, God is always like on my side, I feel. And that's what I just tell myself when, when, when things like that happen. And for everyone out there listening to um, try and enjoy every little success that you have. 
um, because they are so important. It doesn't matter how big or how small, because it is a roller coaster. And um, that's something that I've like, you know, tried to do. It doesn't matter how big it is, just like, you know, celebrate, celebrate everything you possibly can. And when you're having a down day and something doesn't go your way, just like recognize that, be sad for a minute and like, you know, move on because it's, it's, it happens a lot. Um, and again, like something, your time and something better will come, something will happen. It always does. If you just, you know, work hard and, and believe in yourself and be a good person. So, um, yeah, if you're thinking about getting into it, just, it's a, it's a, it's a roller coaster, but, um, it's awesome. I love roller coasters. <laughs> Especially emotional ones. <laughs> yeah, the best. <laughs> so speaking of celebrating successes, um, Social media for you has been uh, popped off quite a bit in the last year or two. Um, what's your relationship like with social media? It's a very love-hate relationship. Um, I I do love, like, I like, lo I just love talking to people. And I like engaging with people. And I like making people laugh. And uh, so for that reason, like, I love social media. Um, it can, you know, sometimes be hard, like mental health wise, like say, like, for instance, for TikTok, TikTok has a mind of its own. And, and I'm not really quite like this anymore, because I've learned to like manage it and, and just, you know, learn to kind of take it down. But it can be really discouraging on TikTok or, you know, when, when you post something and you think like you put so much time into it and so much effort, and it's like a singing video and you post it and you get like, 200 views like it can be like you know it can be hard and you don't really understand that like that's just how the app is it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean that you're not good it doesn't mean that you don't have it so anyone out there who is like on the tiktok train and they're get, just getting discouraged like my biggest advice is to just not care literally don't care put it out there because every video for me that has done well i've literally posted and i did not give a can you say shit on here you can say whatever you want Perfect. That, you know, every time someone swears, we're putting money into, and then at the end of the season, we're going to donate it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Perfect. So swear as much as I want. Got it. Um, um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I just didn't care. And I kind of put it out there for, for fun and for myself and, and for, you know, for whoever. And that's kind of just how I live try and live by it now, not caring so much and, and, and just having fun with it. Um, so that's kind of what I can tell people out there because there are, you know, there's definitely been times where I've posted something and like, sometimes it still does happen once in a while where like it doesn't do as well. And it can be like discouraging. And especially when you've just re released a new song and you want it to pop off on TikTok so bad because you think that if it doesn't, you're not going anywhere in life. So it's, um, it can be discouraging, but the best advice I can give is to just not literally not care post it for fun and post it for yourself. And, and, and that's when like things kind of start, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, but it's, it's a great, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a great platform. And your biggest thing is sh should be to be putting it out there so you can reach a bigger, bigger audience. So for, you know, for you. So, mm -hmm. so some mm -hmm. content that you've put out that has done really well. It's Billie Jean. <laughs> That's another thing is like having your niche on TikTok is such a big thing. Like, oh, have your niche, like figure out what you want to do and put it out there. I'm like, 
I can't do it. I'm not going to pick one thing and stick to it because I'm not like that. <laughs> I'm going to post funny stuff. I'm going to post music stuff. I'm going to post what weird food combinations. Like I can't help but just be myself and that's who I am. And uh, yeah, so I post whatever and anything on TikTok, it, like whatever, even I'm trying to take it like as a pretend it's your story on Instagram mm -hmm. and you just, you're, you're being silly and you're being funny and just post whatever on there. So you alluded to the, some of the content as well of trying different food combinations. Yeah. And we stupidly agreed to try some of these food combinations with you. Yes. One of your favorites yes. being a peanut butter and pickle sandwich. Yes. So we have the ingredients here for a peanut butter and pickle sandwich. I love peanut butter, love pickles, love bread. Don't know how I feel about all three of them together. You are going to be obsessed after this. I promise you. Jenna, I'm, I'm, I'm literally, so excited for you. No. So, oh. and, and you also put out some, like a, uh, a request to your followers on what else we should try. I did. What were the three options? There was green olives and yogurt, which yep. I was the most worried about. I think Especially that was, yeah, when I got a DM from one of your followers who was, who said, it's actually supposed to be vanilla yogurt, so I hope oh. you get that one. And I was like, okay, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> Noted. Lime and chili powder, which I actually think is going to be pretty tasty. So good. I'm like, that's like a given. And then sugar and cucumbers, which also pretty tasty. I know. I like, cucumbers and vinegar is really good. Oh, see, Jenna, you should have said that. We could have, we would have added that in if it got uh, opted. But so we have some wonderful, delicious bread. I got the holy bread. Woo! I sliced up some pickles. Okay. Oh, you guys. Okay. Well, I know this time you probably don't have a toaster around, but next time you have to, it has to be toasted. We're not fancy like that. But when one night when you're feeling fancy, for me, you have to do it toasted. Ugh. I like my pickles, <laughs> pickles and peanut butter, pure. <laughs> I've never had this before. I'm, I'm, so I'm quite scared. nervous. I'm scared. Do you have one too? Or are you only trying to... Oh, yeah. I have it prepared and everything. Are we doing an open face? Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm also going to take my vitamins with this, lol. <laughs> what? Use this one if you want, then, for open. Okay, no? Nah. But we're, we're using natural peanut butter. That's okay. I have natural as well. And it's literally just peanuts. He's so confused no, as to why this is gonna. He thinks it's gonna taste bad. No, I. I no, it's gonna be good. See the thing with okay. Let me go. It on, tastes the let same. Let me go on a tangent here. The thing with natural peanut butter, especially crunchy natural peanut butter, is it just tastes like someone chewed peanuts and spit it into the container. It's smooth peanut butter for starters. So you're fine. <laughs> I mean, the other peanut butter is a little bit better because it's a little bit sweeter, but I find this stuff is still pretty good. Okay. You know what's the... Yeah, let's just... So we have this here. Let's just... Ooh, look how beautiful. I'm ooh. So we need to take a screenshot of this because this is... Oh, wait. We do. How do I do this? I don't know. We're not good at this. Uh, uh, uh. Um. <laughs> Oh no. Are you guys ready? One. Bon appetit. Wait, I'm gonna Cheers. 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 <laughs> okay. This is the stickiest peanut butter I've ever had. I need to see Jenna's face. Moving closer. <laughs> I'm going in for a second bite. Me too. Uh-huh. God. This is the nightmare for anyone listening to a podcast of hearing someone chew. Ew. 
<laughs> this is our ASMR <laughs> episode. Okay. You know, okay. This is really fucking good. <laughs> yes! I told you! No! <laughs> I knew it! I mean, I don't think this is going to be my go-to, but honestly, this would have been really good last night after a few drinks. A hundred percent. Oh, am I going to for a third? I'm eating the whole piece. This is so good. You you need to try one that's not pure, so that when you're tonight or another day where you're not pure. (laughs) (laughs) And toasted, of course. Yeah. But you only toast the bread. Because then the peanut butter is gooey and ooey and like, oh. Why do I like this? I know. And it's a good breakfast. It's good for the gym. It's good when you're going like anything. It's literally for everything. Night, late night time snack. Well, hungover snack. I'm very sorry for <laughs> dragging you through the mud for this. <laughs> I had confidence. I knew that you guys were going to love it. You did. You really did. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. How could you not? Do you know anybody who doesn't like it? Mm. I'm sure if you hate pickles, that this would be a nightmare. Yeah, like for people who actually genuinely like pickles and peanut butter and toast, like they usually always like it. I've never had anybody that didn't, but um, I'm dipping it in the pickle juice <laughs> mm. on the plate. <laughs> I was actually looking up last night on Google some of the weird food combinations people put up there. There's some good ones. What's the? I'm gonna have good or gross. <laughs> There's a fine line. Like weird, like weird ones. Actually, one that I've tried that I would like to try again because I did it wrong the first time was um soy sauce and ice cream. No. Mm-hmm. You know what? No. Super salty and super sweet. Mm-hmm. No, it would be a little strange, but I don't think I would hate it. I mean, I certainly not bad. Possible. But... Bring on the olives and yogurt. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> like maybe that's delicious. I'm gonna keep no. trying these with you guys. You guys should also do them. Like I'm tempted to try them. Mm-hmm. So the one that um, won, like so when you put the story out on Instagram, which was the one that won? The disgusting olives and yogurt, peaches and lime and chili powder, or cucumbers and sugar? Peaches and chili powder. Oh. Well, I'm going to go get that for us. Woo! I'm actually kind of excited for this one. I'm actually a little scared for this one because I'm like a medium heat kind of gal. So chili is going to be hot. Mm. Chili's not spicy. It has a... I have to undo this button. The peaches look terrible. The inside of them is brown. But they're hard. Yeah, my peach, my peaches weren't really peachin. Yeah, they weren't peachin. Makes sense. How much lime? But at least I found a peach. Um, Logan wants to know how much lime juice you put in yours. I just like squeezed, like I took like a little like sliver of a of a lime and just squeezed it on. So is this something that you have that you've had before? No, I've never had this before, but I know I'm gonna like it. Look at how weird these peaches look. Wow, mine also look weird. I mean, it's really not peach season, so if we hate exactly. it, let's blame the, the season. Okay, so let's put... I also had to undo my top button on my jeans I'm because... I'm already not... It was too much. Too much for me. Okay, 
So some lime juice. Okay. How much chili pepper do I put? I would just like. <gasps> Not that much. A little, a little sprink. I'm excited. Why? Okay. Jenna, you grab that one. <laughs> that one right there. No. No, no, no. Okay. No. <laughs> okay, ready? Cheers. 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 Cheers, big ears. It tastes exactly what I expected. Me I need too. to go in for another. I mean, yeah. th- this peach isn't very good. They all uh-huh. taste, their flavors don't combine. They just are sitting here separately in my mouth. I'm going for another one. You know what this reminds me of? This needs to be a margarita. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Like a peachy lime margarita. This is actually really good. I'm, I'm not going to say it's really good. <laughs> Neither am I. But. It's okay. It's pretty good. Like, I really like it. Really? I just think that the peaches kind of suck. Yeah, the, yeah <laughs> these peaches are gross. I don't think I like it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going in for another, but this one has a lot of chili powder on it. Okay. What would you rate it? Um, Out of what? <laughs> Ten. Three. Like, maybe like a Three? six. Ooh. Like, am, am, am I ever going to make eat this again? No. But, like... Will I make other people eat it? Probably. Yeah, like, I think that if I had peaches and I had the choice to put chili powder on them or cream and sugar, yep, I would do cream and sugar. <laughs> but this is also a, a nicer, like, maybe, like, a, I don't know. It's just the admin of this, of cutting yeah. peach, getting a lime, and finding your chili. You know what? Yeah. I think if we had some fresh Okanagan peaches, mm-hmm. or from Niagara, yeah, yeah, or in a, or in a margarita. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I do like it. I'm here <laughs> sucking my fingers. Maybe I do like it. <laughs> okay, I give it. I also give it like a. I give it like a six point five mm. out of ten. Three. It's really good, but I'm not like oh my god. I think that maybe. <laughs> um, for an average rating I, of five for an average rating of five okay average rating of five that's pretty good but like the pickle I mean, and peanut butter it was disgusting that's a full 10 out of yeah. 10 full yeah. 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 yeah. I can't believe you I can't yeah. believe you you know I read this book series of course and, you did and her favorite like snack when she was too poor to buy groceries was a peanut butter sandwich with all green olives instead of pickles. And I think it might give a similar vibe. Now I want to try that right now. I have olives in the fridge. I don't have olives, but you guys can try it because I do, I'm not an olive girl. So I don't buy them. I love olives so much. <laughs> green or black? I'm curious. Both. both all of them. I oh, love both. Stuff yeah. it with whatever. Garlic. What are those little- wow, see the garlic ones that you can stop? Those ones are good, but green, black ones, I'm like, or like olive. They look like big beetles. Olive- <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Olive stuffed <laughs> with jalapeno peppers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, those would be good. Oh, yeah. Or what are those orange things stuck in there? Sometimes? Banana peppers? No, no, pimento. Oh, orange. I heard yellow. Oh, okay. Well, she said orange. Yeah, the pimentos are <laughs> When you were little, you would just like. Get yeah. the pimento out of it and then eat all. We would race to see who could suck the pimento out fastest. Teach him young. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Teach him all you can. <laughs> well, wow. Tegan, thank you so much for joining us. This was like Thanks so fun. Me. We're going to need to make this a series of trying this yeah. shit. I, we seriously should. It would be fun. Yeah. Like, I 
we'll start brainstorming. We can go live on. Food. We can go live on Instagram and try these nasty things. We should do it. Ew. Let's do it. I think we should too. And TikTok too, yeah. because obviously, like, you know, both. Yeah, got to utilize all those platforms. I need to move this. It smells. <laughs> <laughs> the peach. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you uh, joining us up here on the porch. Thanks for having me. It was so much fun, and I can't wait to do it again soon. And I hope that you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend, and it's sunshiny, and you get good stuff done this weekend, fun stuff. We're, on a, we're under a winter storm watch, yeah. so. Oh, well, Netflix and chill it is. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys watching anything, actually, uh, before you go? I just finished Daisy Jones and the Six yesterday, and I am a puddle. Oh my god, okay. I'll have to check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh my god, yes. I've been seeing that all over. It was really good. I read the book last year. Okay. I suggest reading the book first, personally. Okay. I read it in less than a day. Like, I just couldn't put it down. Oh, wow. I would not get off the couch. I, w- I didn't move. I was at my grandparents' house, and my grandma was like, are you getting off your ass and doing something today? And I was like, you're looking at it. This is- <laughs> and I, I shut the book, and it was dinner time. Like, I just was lost in it. I loved it so much. This book nerd. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to say, but maybe I'll I'll force myself to read the book first before I watch the It's so cool. Series. And the show just, like, didn't ruin it at all, so. Oh, good. First? Well, that's going to be hard for me not to uh, watch it first. Just so you okay. Know. It'll be. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. You know what? Do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll try, but. <laughs> also, Love is Blind just came out, so got to start that. What Love is did? Blind season four? Oh, okay, I don't watch that. You should. Me neither. It's it? excellent. I don't want to. Well, Logan, what are you watching? I just finished um, The Last of Us, season one. And it was very good. I don't like zombie things. I was like, I don't really want to watch this, but I watched it out of peer pressure. Um, and it was so good. Like, it's a post-apocalyptic show. Okay. Um, but, I don't know if I've heard And, of like, that. there's zombies but like the show's not about zombies. It's just about life after the apocalypse, the apocalypse and there just happens to be a zombie oh. in the background once in a while. Um, it was really, really, oh. really good. Uh, and it's not usually my, my type of thing. I like trash comedies, but that was really good. Okay. Um, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff. So, and uh, succession. Love that show. Never heard of that one either. What's that one about? Uh, it's like a family. It's like Yellowstone, but, um, in oh. the city. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to get dragged for saying that, I'm sure, but that's the best thing I have. It's like a family family business. The dad is uh, the head of it, and the kids are trying to fight to become the top, and I don't know. Okay. It's pretty good. I'm going to have to check that one out. Okay. I just finished um, watching you. I don't know if you guys watched that. I, watched I, I loved that the first season. Night. Me, yeah, me too. And I don't know what happened on the third season or the, is it the fourth season? The last one, I just like couldn't really get into it, but it actually took like a good turn of events in the last five episodes. Mm. Um, so if you guys do watch it, you're going to, you know, if you're like me, the first few episodes, you're going to be like, this sucks. And then it gets, and then it gets like, it gets, you know, decent, good. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. You guys have a good rest of your day. (laughs) You too. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to another episode of On the Porch with Front Porch Music. We're so lucky to be able to chat with artists and make episodes like this one. If you like the podcast, remember to rate and review us and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. It's the easiest way to support the show. 
Remember to check out frontporchmusic.ca to keep up with new music releases, exclusive artist interviews, and more. We'll catch you again on The Porch in a couple of weeks. On The Porch is hosted by Logan Miller and Jenna Weiser, and produced and edited by Jason Saunders. That's me. Our theme song was written, produced, and performed by Owen Rigney. <laughs>